0: Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
1: Under the blood sky, the armies are returned.
2: Don't know when I'll be returning
3: i on.
4: Yet it's a shoot, the honey dog in the hoyo, the hoyo, by your mahu, hoyo, by your mahu. Whoa, if the yet it's
2: His party, yes, them. Then I shall lie in Tim to eat. As do you see? Matta gives you love. Matta gives love. in my taggy do-loy My taggy do-loy Na 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 na, na 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 I need na 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 do I delete ROI
5: oh
0: Jam in the end with her Shlomo Kalbach. Lots of songs in that set that would certainly qualify for songs having to do with this time of the year, to say the least. That's uh, Shlomo Kalbach's Acha Shoalti, Words from the Hashem Ori, that we say during Elul. Anila Dodi, a song specifically for Elul, done by Morty Weinstein, just released this past weekend. Benny Friedman, a song also released this past weekend, 2-2-2, two, 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 all about the Kia Shofar. Always with me, Yaakov Markowitz, Ali Marcus, Rachamana. We'll dedicate that to the uh, people out there who are already saying Slichus. Our friends in the Sephardic community saying Slichot during the month of Elul. Tafkan Afshi, brand new from Luzi Klatsko, the Moshav band, only because I've been... (laughs) in a Moshav band craze over the last few days. (laughs) The only one and misplaced. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday on this 22nd day of August. Day number five in the month of Elul. The year is 5783. Tough Shinpei Gimel. Not for long. We're a couple of weeks away from the brand new year as we wish everybody an amazing summer. It's a good time to wish everyone an amazing summer because over the next couple of weeks, a lot of people are going to be taking days off And they're trying to uh, capture the last few great days of summer, at least in this area of the world. I know if I'm uh, being heard in Australia right now, which I am, I know that they're not thinking of summer. (laughs) They're thinking of winter. Um, But uh, nonetheless, it is great to, um, uh, to know that a lot of people are enjoying their time off over the next couple of weeks. And many of them are schlepping us along with them. The NSN app gives you an opportunity to literally have us, no matter where you are, in your car as you drive, on the plane as some people have messaged us, and of course uh, in any hotel, beach, or venue that you might be frequenting over the next couple of weeks. Thanks for taking us and Alham Single Network along with you and listening into JM and in the AM, no matter what time of day it might be where you are. Where we are, it's uh, the bottom of the hour, 6 a.m. hour here in New York City as we um, present our live JM and the AM broadcast. Don't forget we've got a Chesed campaign going on. For the month of Elul, let's take a quick look at it. If you go to nachomsigel.com slash chesed, nachomsigel.com slash chesed, uh, you'll see that the Misaskim website has a link there. Uh, That's because the entire campaign is in memory of our dear friend Rabianki Meyer, who's, of course, the founder of Misaskim, Yaakov Michal Benachav Yisrael. Um, Today we're going to be speaking about the Ukraine disaster relief fund and uh, we're going to be encouraging people to give to support those who are in tremendous need before Yuntif. that link is already up on our chesed page the renewal website is there Uh, so you can click on that and uh, support them and find out more information about kidney donation which we spoke about yesterday and of course the maui fire disaster relief under the under the direction of rabbi krasnianski in Maui, that's up there as well. Just go to NahumSiegel.com slash chesed. And with a few clicks, you could really support some very important causes that we are featuring during our chesed campaign in the month of Elul here on the Siegel network. All right. Uh, today, oh, today we'll actually be speaking about the Ukraine campaign. We'll get that on the air. Also, Rabbi Slifkin is going to join us. Rabbi Slifkin, who we still refer to as the zoo rabbi, even though he really has even more distinguished titles since he got that one. Uh, we will speak with him coming up. There is a special dinner that's happening, Sukkis time, in Israel. And he'd like to invite everybody from this audience to participate. A lot of people in this audience are going to be heading to Israel. Um, for Sukkot. And he would like to uh, get this audience involved in what is a unique, special, and I would say once-in-a-lifetime dinner opportunity. That's what I would call it. I'd say once-in-a-lifetime dinner opportunity. <laughs> Those of you who have you know, been making lists of the different places you must go to Places where you must dine because, you know, hey, there's a lot of cool restaurants opening up worldwide, kosher restaurants. Uh, you may want to add this to your list, especially if you're going to be in Israel for a sukkah. So we'll go to those details coming up right here at JM in the AM. Please keep in mind, Shalom Avraham ben Pesha Again, Shalom Avraham ben Pesha Please keep in mind, Shulamis Hanabas Matol, both of whom are having surgery today. Shalom Avraham bin Peshaleah, having surgery today. Shulam Ischan Abbas Matl, having surgery today. Again, please do everything in your power to uh, say a prayer and keep them in mind on this Tuesday. And we thank you, of course, here at JM in the AM. Um, Let's see here. Article in the Jerusalem Post this morning that the Iranian funded wave of terror in Hudan Shamron is quote unquote just the beginning. We know what happened yesterday in Israel. And we are constantly keeping our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind. And now is a good time to do that as they as they continue to face the enemy in uh In um, situations that are normally normal situations, driving on a road, standing at a bus stop, etc., etc. But the enemy finds extremely innovative ways to kill uh, amazing members of the Jewish people in Israel. Um... Trying to see here. I don't know why this website operates so slowly. It could drive you a little crazy. Um. This is some of the uh, information from the funeral. Of Bacheva Nigri, uh, who was uh, 42 years old and murdered in this terrorist attack. Her 12-year-old daughter, Shire- Shirel, said, I heard three shots, the windows completely shattered, and you were no longer conscious. 12 years old, she eulogized her mother by recalling the moment of her death in a terror attack. She recounted for the mourners in the Etzion Cemetery the harrowing last moments of a car ride that began as a mother and daughter day out on Monday morning and ended with a late night funeral. Along the way, they had planned to stop at Bat Sheva's preschool classroom in, the, in Efrat to set up for the coming school year. They only made it as far as Beit Chagai, close to the city of Hebron, when two terrorists sprayed the car with bullets. Out of the three, the small black-haired girl was the only one to emerge unscathed, retaining enough presence of mind to call for an ambulance. She told the emergency services operator, they shot us. Come quickly. My voice was tense. I was shaking. When the paramedics arrived, they took care of you and paid you back for all the good you did for everyone, Shirell said. You were the happiest person I know. You always said that your heart was wide and open to everyone. Mom, I want to give you one last hug. I miss you. We'll always miss you. You're always in my heart. I know you are watching over me even when I when I cannot see you. You always looked after me. Add this to the um the list of funerals that have taken place recently. As um our innocent brothers and sisters in Israel go through these situations and bury our best and brightest as taken by the terrorists. Batheva Nigiri was, um, Batheva Nigri rather, was um, 42 years old. JM in the AM, it is a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. As I said, we will check in with Horace Slifkin. We're going to check in with the uh, representative of um, the Ukraine campaign to see how we can help before Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, after all, is three weeks from this coming Friday night. It is time to take the Elul Chesed campaign seriously. Yesterday, I arranged for a um, somebody who I now consider, honestly, a, a co-host, if you will, of the Chesed campaign to join me the day after Labor Day here at the JM and the AM. And we'll have an opportunity to talk about the difference that even the smallest amount of money can make Four families that are preparing for Yontif. And as I talk about Chesed here on the air, I continue to think of people that we must get on the air before Rosh Hashanah for this campaign. I guess Chesed breeds Chesed. And every time I think of a different angle, I think of someone else who really needs to join us and... Promote their cause and hopefully get a tremendous response from this audience. More coming up. It's J M um, in the A M. Kobe Greenboy with a brand new selection entitled "Schlosser Ray." It's next at J M in the A M. <laughs>
2: solo nu lo i lo kei solo nu lo kei Mas loicese uzhon Sham so long Kamim malenu kama odefsha Kam keshin soni motano aniyomedvishar Menaseni sportano I are Those words could be until I grew But I won't be free of who I am
6: I am the Lord of And shalom.
0: J.M. in the AM with the Kumsitz medley done by Yaakov Shalom here at J.M. in the AM. Ephraim Mendelssohn had Bayez Ibanez, the Ani remix done by Mordechai Shapiro, Kobe Greenboyne with Shlosh and of course Shlomo Kalbach had Acha Shoalti here at America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world of women, on the NachumSigle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, NachumSigle Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And thanks for joining us during this month of Elul here at JM in the AM. Elul Sofa Blowing coming up after by Goldwasser, and plenty more, of course, for a Tuesday, including or Slifkin, who's happening... Uh, Who's having rather a major event, the uh, pre Sukkis? We'll explain the whole thing coming up. Uh, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker
7: from Jam Dam. Galitzal, Mir Shalem Shashta, i Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Rani of Nai, I'm Masha Koreshav. At a great Yehudim of Panim, Takfu Kor, Shel Mishmar Vanim of the ולוחם אגב נפגע קל ראש מואצת בנימין ישראל גנץ מגיע על פתח אירווה שפורסם בדגלי צהל وسخخهم يا إلدان
8: ילדים שקברו חבר שלהם לא פילים שיקודת כמו צירים ואומרים תשמעו ארגו חבר שלו אז עכשיו אני אראה להם מה זה אז חבר כאלה צריך לבוא להם ותנפ אותם להסביר להם מי הקורבן פה הם החברים שלהם נשחטים ليه אפשר להגיד אנחנו עושים אמצים וזה תוצאות אני דורש גם אלוף גם שם גם וגם השרים,
7: בתוך כך בשעה הזאת הנה קבינט המדיני ביטחוני בהתגברות גל הטרור, מוקדם יותר כי הם שר הביטחון גלנט דיון הערכת מצב עם בכירי הצבא. רצח מנקל יריאת תירה אמש השבט מהורב בחקירת האירוע עם הפרטים כתבנו לנו ניי צבא ויתכון דורון קדוש
9: לאחר שאנוסה נידון בשעות האחרונות בין השבק למשטר אוחלת כישרות הביטחון הכללי יכנס לסייע בחקירת רציחתו של מנקל יריאת תירה זות בהתאם לחוק השבג שקובע כי השירות תיא מאורב בחקירת פגיעה בסמלה שלטון וכאן בהתאם לדירקטיבה שמוביל ראש השבק רונן בר לפי הארגון ישעע למשטר ככול אפשר במסגרת החוק באירוע בשיאה אבה
7: חברה ערבית בגץ זחת בקשתה הממשלה לדחות את הדיון בתרות נגד ביתול עירית הסבירות ויהארך כמתוכנן ב12 בספטמבר מדווחת כתבתינו לענייני משפט אמר שונמי
10: 15 שופטר קב מלא לא קיבלו את בקשת הממשלה לדחות את מועד הדיון על ביתול לילת הסבירות בשלושה שבועות לפחות אם זאת הממשלה תוכל במכרי צורח להשלים תיוונים בכתב לאחר הדיון ולהגיש תשובתה שלושה ימים לאחר המדת היעצת המשפטית לממשלה שיאשר את ייצוג עצמי נוכח פערי העמדות המסתמנים בין הצדדים לפני 3 ימים הגיש אורח הדין אילן בומבח המייצג את הממשלה את הבקשה לדחייה וטען כסד הזמנים הקצר פוגע אנושות ביכולת הממשלה להיערך כראוי להתירות
7: כל חיזבאלה ממוקם בשטח ישראל בער דוב, ראש המטל הבטחון לאומי צח ינגבי אומר לאמיר בר שלום בגלי צהל אני לא ערב לחייהם של פעילי חיזבאלה שנמצאים שם.
5: העולה זה הרי לא מסכן את ישראל, וזה יש שם כמה אנשים שבתחינת ביטוח החיים שלהם לא הייתה מציע להם לסמוך לנדיבותו של צהל בבוא היום שהחליטו להעיף אותה משם. היהירות הזאת תמיד לא השתלמה לחיזבאלה, ולכן הם נסוגו ממנה ונגמלו ממנה ב-2006. כרגע אנחנו רואים שוב סממנים של יציאה מאיזונים. העברנו את המסרים.
7: יחידת לאו-433 במשטרה סיימה את החקירה נגד חברי הכנסת צביקה פוגל מעוצמה יהודית, שאמר אחרי המאומות בחווארה לפני כחצי שנה כי רוצה לראות את הכפר חווארה סגור ושרוף בבוקר שאחרי פיגוע. פוגל אף אמר בגלי צהל, כי הוא את התוצאה בכפר בעין יפה מאוד. כעת יעבירו במשטרה את ממצאי החקירה לפרקליטות, שם יוכלת האם להגיש נגד אוקטב וישום כתב התחום הפוליטי שח גליק מזכיר כי היועצת משפטית לממשלה ישרה באופן חריג את פתיחת תא החקירה של חבר הכנסת פוגל בחשת לעבירת הסתה לטרור. מזג האוויר בערים ובפנים הארץ, התחממות. אלה החדשות שאורך רועי ולט.
11: So allein your your Oh, allein gehö ich Yerushalayim ay 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 you oh, 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 It's Yerushalayim We
1: I'm to go to the house. I'm I'm to the I'm 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 to the What's the name of the family? What's the name of the family? What's the name of the family? What's the name لا وخرت السمحه شلي بيوم ش و ايش لي Hashem,
2: سمر، ابل تيرى
3: Fia you are guilty, I'll I say, Hashem c'est I I Se for sai, se for I'm a gift, I'm a a Sai si seg til hifter og for oss
4: Bunai, bunai, khavi bunai bunnai Bunai, bunai, bunnai khavi vaa de mishtak chemizare del hoy de mishtak chemizare del hoy und Bunai, bunai, gehen we haben Bunai, bunai, le bunnai 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 khavi vaa bunnai 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 khavi vaa de mishtak
12: it's
4: Bunai, 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 Oh, my.
0: J.M. in the A.M. Not sure how we play such amazing music every single day, but we are just, uh, I don't know, we're in a habit that's impossible to break. Just amazing music. Shloimi Teisig with Steigen. You heard Hashem Sefasai done by Ellie Marcus. Akiva Brand New with Hito Rare and the Early Shabbos Band with a brand new one entitled is here. At JM in the AM, welcome to a Tuesday on this 22nd day of August, day number five in the month of Elul. My name is Nachum Siegel. Great to welcome you and uh, remind you to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Uh, Let us know where you are and how you're listening to JM in the AM. Because uh, this is the time of year where there's a tremendous amount of traveling going on and people are tuned in on different continents, in different situations, driving through different countries. And they're li- literally listening to our broadcast as uh, it Bluetooths through their speakers in their rent-a-car. It's pretty cool, frankly. <laughs> uh, so feel free to comment on the app and let us know what's going on. Coming up a little later on in this broadcast, we will talk about the Ukraine. Uh, there is a Elul Chesed campaign that we take very seriously and are very proud of. And today we're going to add the element of supporting uh, Jews in the Ukraine who have been through um, a very challenging situation. Let's put it that way. And um, we will speak about that coming up and tell you how to donate and how to help people who are in desperate need before Rosh Hashanah, all part of our El Chesed campaign here at JMNAM and the Nachum Siegel Network. You can go to nachumsegal.com slash chesed. For information, again, com slash chesed for information. By the way, I asked yesterday if anybody out there knows of any funds that have been established for the Williamsburg store owners, uh, that terrible, horrific fire on on Sunday that uh, claimed our beloved grill on Lee and many other establishments. If anybody knows of any fund, uh, any uh, type of... um, online campaign, etc., to help the people in Williamsburg, let me know. I'd like to make that part of our Elul Chesed campaign as well. So let me know if that's uh, something that you're aware of. That'll be very, very helpful, to say the least, for I'm sure a lot of people out there in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, just across the river. JM and the AM Tuesday, thanks for joining us. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Natan Slifkin's going to be featured in the third hour this morning here at JM and the AM. He's got one of those unique exotic dinners coming up right before Sukkot, and many of the people in this audience of course are in israel for sukkot so you may want to uh, consider it uh as part of your itinerary we'll describe the whole thing coming up and plenty more all happening right here at jm in the a.m here's chaim avital <laughs>
8: Famine is a game, she a a Eloím maba to cacer a kleo Putta min le chadoek veno te nikole le Deš bi om nálome a bede tapivá a ko tová Elouki maba to kacer e un bede Che a مش لها مليم دبري من e lo chiamava tovo sao sera cleo putamid mi a tova e lo chiamava tovo sao mi I'm be ar- Tür- i
13: לך חליתי תשוקתי בך חישקתי ועבתי לך חליבי וichelיתי לך ארוכי וnishמתי לך Lecha nai vara surati Lecha ruchi lecha kochimoniftach i betik lecha me veloedman Adetahi lecha zak To you, the Lord, to you, the God of God. To you, the Lord of the Lord. To you, the Lord of the Lord, of the I'm not going
0: JM in the AM. Yeshai Rebo here on a um, Tuesday morning broadcast. Before that, uh, Chaim Avital with Haikola Tova. JM in the AM, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Elul Chesed campaign in full swing. Go to com slash Chesed. NahumSigal.com slash Chesed for all the latest things that we've done. And we have more coming up today. Um, I think we're going to play Rabbi Goldwashers morning chizuk from rosh chodesh elo i don't think that made it to the airwaves if i'm not moment well, it may have i don't remember but anyway um we're gonna go with that segment next here at jm and the am feel free to comment on the app go to the nsn not network app for android and iphone and comment away Ruvain brick asks a good question oh before we get to Ruvain. Mitram Beit Shemesh says, Boker Tov from Tel Aviv. Skies are blue, people are hustling and bustling, and the falafel and shawarma aromas permeating the air is simply intoxicating. Baruch Hashem. (laughs) Very important as we uh, hear some sad news from Israel over the last couple of days to emphasize the normalcy of life in the Holy Land um, Oh, yes, and those aromas, falafel, shawarma, ooh, they can be intoxicating. Uh, Ruvain Brick wants to know if my traveling from Havistraw to New York City counts as traveling to another country. <laughs> he says that with a smiley face. I don't know about another country, but that might actually qualify as as quite a travel experience. That much I could tell you, uh, to say the least. And I thank you for tuning in. Um. Much appreciated. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonish Arav Zevner B. Yosef and Zechonish Mas Esther Basra of Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk.
14: Good morning. Today is Rosh Chodesh. As is the custom with every Rosh Chodesh and Yom Tov, we say Ya Levi Yavo in Shemona Esrei. It's interesting that the Sefer HaChain points out Ya Levi Yavo is that we pray to Hashem, we beg Hashem that we should be zolcheh, to ascend and to come in peace to the place of the Beis HaMelech, the palace of the king, that nothing should happen along the way. V'yagiyah, and we also pray that we are able to reach the palace of the king and that there are no obstacles that hold us back. V'yero'eh, the next part is that we are zolcheh to see and to behold the countenance, the greatness, the shine of the king. The Eirotse, not only that, but it should be an eserotzon, a charmed time, a time of great pleasing before Hashem. The Yeshama, and that our Tfilos, our tachnunim, all of our prayers and supplications should enter in to the king. The Pachevi and finally, that the King will fulfill and accede to all of our requests. How interesting it is that we say this Tefillah Yala yavo at special times during the year. Each and every Yom Tov and every Rosh Chodesh is an Ace It's a time of pleasing, it's a charm time, when a person can pray, when a person can daven, they can do Chesed, they can learn. And the learning, and the chesed, and the praying on those special days have a very great power. The great Rabbi Yitzchok Zev Soloveitchik once commented, We say in Yala zichronenu. The idea is that the particular needs of each and every individual in Klael Yisrael, according to their matzov, will be answered and will be seen by Hashem, by Ashkocha by Divine Providence, the Zichron Kol Amcha Beis Yisrael, and the remembrance of the entire nation of Klal Yisrael. Zikaron, the remembrance, means that what Klal Yisrael needs as a nation right now, the healing, the B'suros Tavos, the Yeshuas, the salvations, the Rifuos, that Hashem Yisparach will send down to the entire nation. Bracha and Hatzlocha, particularly on this day. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day and a good chodesh.
0: Rabbi uh, Kimovitsky is uh, with us live via telephone. He'll join us in just a moment, and we'll talk about the latest installment in our Elul Chesed campaign. But first, um, before we get to um, uh, Chaim Kimovitsky and talk about the uh, Elul Chesed campaign and the relationship that it has with what's going on in the Ukraine, let's do our Elul show for blowing, and then we will be back With that conversation and more right here at JM in the AM. It's Elul. We blow the sofa for everybody just like we do in Shul every day during uh, during the month of Elul except for Shabbos and of course except for Erev Rosh Hashanah, which is the uh, custom. Uh, Otherwise, we are reminding everybody that the brand new year is on the way and now is a very good opportunity to remind everybody that there are people around the world who are in very challenging situations, many of whom a couple of years ago never thought they'd be in a situation like this. And, of course, I'm referring to our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. They have actually set up a specific page for our listeners. They have actually set up a specific page for our listeners, uh, which is officeofchiefrabbi.org slash of Officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nahum. This is the office of the chief rabbi of the Ukraine. Rabbi Moshe-Ruven Osman, who we've spoken to on the air, and as many of you know, um, in addition to the general support um, that, uh, that the community needs in the Ukraine regularly during these times, uh, now before Rosh Hashanah, you can imagine how the needs are even greater. And uh, we are encouraging everybody to go to that page and to um, uh, join the campaign. Again, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachom, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nahum The executive director of the office of the chief rabbi of the Ukraine is Chaim Klimovitsky. He is with us live via telephone. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM.
10: Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: The needs are great, and it's obvious, I mean, anybody who can even think about what our brothers and sisters are going through, as you described last time, it is a really tenuous situation. You're talking about bare necessities in many cases that are that are needed, uh, and obviously this campaign goes on year-round. But now, as you know, Chaim, uh, Rosh Hashanah is coming, Sukkot is coming, the needs are even greater. How would you describe how difficult it is for the brothers and sisters that we have in the Ukraine to prepare for the upcoming Yom Um
10: It's, it's uh, first of all, I want to explain the the, the, the importance of, of Yom Tiff and, and, and Rosh Hashanah, and especially now, because the, the Ukrainian Jewish communities is very, very traditional, even if many aren't, you know, from and everything, they all come to shul for Rosh Hashanah and for Yom Kippur. And, right now that need, right. When, when you don't know if you're going to live today or tomorrow or your family or what your financial situation is going to be, or if you'll be able to get medications next month, right. You want to find a deeper purpose. You want to find a deeper meaning. You want to find the community around you that gives you that support, right. You want to find that Jewish community that's there to support you. And that's why it's so important, right. Because that spiritual aspect, that spiritual you know aspect of unity and bringing Am Yisrael together on 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 these Yom Taivim is, is, is 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 something that can enlighten their 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 next few months of the struggle right so, And that's why it's important and we're focusing a lot on how we can in this difficult time when when the government asks for big events not to happen of a lot of people together for security reasons and other stuff, but working with them on figuring out how we can get the most people together for davening, how we can get the most people together for shared sodas, people who haven't seen each other for months, for maybe a year, for maybe two years, right? To bring them all together so they can share in that and they can give each other chizuk to, to keep moving forward, right? In this difficult time, because just as everyone in America is exhausted listening about this for a year and a half, people on the ground living through this, you know, it's even more difficult and especially now when many communities are all intermixed, like we in Kiev, and many many people from our community are, are newcomers. People who are coming from the front lines. People who lost their houses. People who lost everything. They need it the most, right? That that bringing up together. That believing that you know last year was last year, and hopefully next year will be a, a, a better year, and we're going to be in in in, in the safer chayim and the safer of uh, uh, being healthy and having money and having success, right? So that's why it's so so important. The the, the small things, right? When you're living in a regular life, you know uh, you don't value them so much as when Everything is lost, and this is this is the beam of light in your life. Look, look.
0: Look. If if we are if we are in fact believers, and we are, uh, that you know, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur in the beginning of the year is in fact an important springboard for the entire year. The type of yuntif one has one has that you know is, is is going to be very helpful in establishing the type of year one has. And we talk about this all the time, of course, on many different levels. Then uh, then obviously. If we are believers in that, that we have to understand how important this upcoming Yuntiv is uh, for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. You just told us that uh, there are going to be people coming from, uh, not just coming, but have already come from different cities around the Ukraine and are now in in new areas. And the, the needs, I'm sure, I can't even relate to how these families that have been displaced are dealing with the whole thing. I mean, you you gave us somewhat of a picture last time about the day to day, and that's and that's all they can live is day to day, right? No one's thinking right now about months in advance but literally
10: survival everyone's just thinking in survival mode exactly everyone's in a survival mode it's all about how do we survive how do we survive the next day how do we survive the next week how do we survive the next month how do we survive this how do we survive this struggle we're all in you know that that that's really what it is and, and, and it's very difficult because people aren't you know, like they're not dealing with trauma, they're not dealing with their issues, they're not de- they're not really looking at a new future, they're just trying to survive they're trying to keep their loved ones together, they're trying to keep their families together, many are split and it's it's very difficult and very complicated, right, there's many men whose women and children are outside of the country, there's men who are, you know, getting, getting before Rosh Hashanah, going to visit wounded soldiers in the hospitals, giving them something, uh, a safer giving them some honey, giving them some apples, giving them some light you know, men who lost their arms and their legs and, 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 and others, you know, and going Going to these places and and logistically, it's also very difficult. Going to the elderly, giving them the food kits, giving them the Rosh Hashanah kits before Rosh Hashanah to their houses. Many buildings still have issues with power, still have issues with these things, and it's going out there and all that infrastructure and logistics, and it's 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 very very difficult. It's very difficult, and the need is tremendous. And 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 slowly, I mean, the Jewish community activities are reviving and more and more. You know, we have a beautiful youth. uh, You know, Jewish. Uh, young leaders program that's growing and other things that are growing, women's programming, everything's, the Jewish cycle is coming back and I know we've always been busy, you know, surviving this, but keeping, keep, it's coming back and we're investing a lot of energy in it because that's what's needed the most. That's what's needed the most today, that that support and that belief that tomorrow's going to be a better day and next, Rosh Hashanah, next year's going to be a better year, the, where it'll be a happier year and a safer year, you know, like th- these, this is what the, the uh, people need on a tremendous level. The
0: volunteers who are distributing money who are distributing food or distributing medicine I mean, are they under fire i mean are, are there people now that are servicing our communities on the ground that that are in a very i mean we've seen videos of a chief rabbi and others who literally are under fire as they uh, you know try to try to do what they need to do are, are people in that type of situation now
10: I mean, it, 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 so if you're near anywhere near the front lines, that's your situation every day. You have, you have mortar shells, rockets falling on, on your head every single day, right? You're hearing about death and suffering every single day. And, and it's even more than that. It's like everyone's, even if they're not directly, it's them. Yeah. There are many people are risking their lives. We've had many volunteers who lost their lives. Unfortunately, since the start of this conflict, you know, Uh, both Jewish and non-Jewish volunteers who are trying to help and trying to, to get this going. But, but, um, this is the reality, and people are living in it. Even if it's an elderly Holocaust survivor living in their house, they're still on the news. They're still they're feeling the suffering already for a year and a half. They need that light. They need to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, many leaders don't know how this is going to end. Don't know where this is going to go. But they're that's where they're coming. They're coming to the synagogues. They're coming to the Jewish community centers to get that right. That's if you ask me what they're missing the most. That's what they're missing: that community, that belief, that you know, believing in tomorrow's day that it's going to be a better day, that yeah. the sun is going to rise, and they're not going to hear about someone's death and, and you're not going to be here about someone else losing their house, and
0: then on top, you know, and, and, and then on top of that, you're at the mercy of the Russian, uh, I guess, government and troops. Because as we keep reading over here, you, know, you wake up one morning and then they've decided to attack a certain city or a certain area or a certain strategic place. I mean, your 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 day can completely change depending on the you know desires of the of the enemy that just you know hundred
10: percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, or they bomb a dam which floods thousands and thousands of homes of elderly people who were just living their lives and didn't want any of this mess. Right. They just wanted to live their lives, have their families and and do this. And and on top of it, the struggle is that until this war, we were a completely self-sufficient community. Like we never had to come to America to fundraise. We never had to share our stories. We never had to share our needs. And now that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to share the needs of our brothers and sisters and saying, listen, guys, these are proud people. These are strong people. They're going through a difficult time. Let's try to help them survive this. And then, you know, a year from now, hopefully when this all ends and Ukraine rebuilds, we won't need this help anymore, right? This is a a new thing that happened. It's a very difficult thing. And just explaining those stories and sharing the mission and sharing what these people are trying to to survive through and trying to live through and how they're connecting together and helping each other out. Like these are the stories we're trying to, to share to our brothers around the world and sisters what's going on.
0: Chaim Klemavitsky is with us, executive director of the office of the chief rabbi of the Ukraine. Uh, This is now officially part of our Elul Chesed campaign. Food, medicine, money to those in need before Yontev. That's the bottom line. And those of you out there who'd like to participate, I would hope everybody out there would give something. Officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nahum. Again, that's officeofchiefrabbi.org Slash Nahum, give whatever you can. Do you have the supplies? I I know it's never enough money, obviously, because the more money you have, the more people you can help. But do you have a supply chain? Are you able to get what you need for Yontif to distribute?
10: Yes, yes, yes. It takes longer time. It's more expensive. And and uh, we are working on it. You know, we're we're working on, on on that. We're working, you know. But at this point, we need help. Just you know, to get to get to 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 secure the locations, to get all the inventory, and to get the Strygim and to get the him into a country middle of a war, to bring these stuff in. You know, because it's it's still very very important to get to get all these things in, into the country. A lot of the kosher items to get them in. You know, a lot of even the kosher local manufacturing that was going on isn't really going on anymore. The demand is less. Some of the factories are no longer active. You know. Also, so these are constant issues, you know, just having, you know, kosher food in, inside to, to, to support, like you said, like the logistical issues. These are very, very difficult times. And all of these things are just adding to the extra expenses. Just to just understand, like if people were living off a pension or people were living off savings, right, basic necessities have tripled or quadrupled in price. Right. So just flour, we're talking about grains, we're talking about, you know, just cans of tuna to survive, right, to live off something, to get some protein, to get some nutrients, to get some carbs. The cost for people has quadrupled that if you're an elderly person who saved some money up and and, and you're getting some sort of a pension, that a pension is a quarter. It used to cover you a month. Now it's a quarter. It covers you the quarter of the month, right? So it's figuring that out and getting to the right people, especially to the elderly people who don't even complain. You know, these are elderly people who survived World War II. They survived difficult times. They don't complain. And then the situation gets worse and worse and worse. And then we have to involve medical treatment and others, right? These, these things that you're eating right? Nutrition is one of the basic things of just keeping us alive right and it's doing that and it's preparing for the school year getting the new school supplies getting teachers in right a lot of the teachers would come from Israel there was an Israeli program that would send teachers around would teach Hebrew and teach about Israel they're not going to Ukraine already for the second year you know and and, and, and getting the right teachers in getting the right infrastructure in figuring out how to safely the, transport um, kids to and from school the, when the, there's the, aerial raids and bombs and yeah. rockets falling right the, the, having the, the bomb shelter in place these are the, training kids how to get to a bomb shelter like these are the things we're preparing for you know the September the, uh, many others aren't.
0: The difficulties are endless. That's the bottom line. The difficulties are endless. Yes. Chaim, Chaim you have a lot of generous people listening right now, as you know. Um, t- tell them how much, uh, uh, how far $100 can go. I mean, there are families that if you knew you could get them $100 before Yuntiv, they'll, they'll make it through Yuntiv. Like that's, you know, to, to many people here, it's a small amount. Obviously to some, it's a huge amount, but you get my point. Uh, it's a it's a standard donation for many. If someone gives 100 or yeah, 100
10: so, so- so that's great because you have to say you're giving, you're giving a, you know, your average month for someone to survive is, is, is somewhere between three to $400, wow. right? So if you're, if you're giving a hundred dollars, you're covering a big portion of, of their, of their, like, that's a huge gift. That's a huge help, which will really, you know, brighten their, 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 their week, their month and, and really, really help them, uh, move along, you know, just, just, just figure things out, you know? So that's why the, every dollar in Ukraine, it speaks much more. So if people can give $100, $180. That That, that, is a substantial help. You know, that can help provide medicine for elderly Holocaust survivors. That can help provide food. That can help provide a lot of very, very important things, right? $100 goes a very long way in Ukraine.
0: All right, everybody out there, um, we said this yesterday, they are now officially part of our Elul Chesed campaign. You could find the link at com slash chesed, nachomsigl.com slash chesed. A lot of people this time of year um, want to give, uh, especially if they know that it's literally going to food, to medicine, to basic supplies, to basic money that a family needs who are in a challenging situation. Now, Our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine, they are in a challenging situation. As Chaim said, you know, 18 months later or whatever number of months it is since the war started. A lot of people, you know, have heard enough about this, uh, understand what our brothers and sisters in, his, in, in the Ukraine are going through. Uh, as Russia Shana approaches, uh, give what you can. Literally, give what you can. You don't have to take uh, the recommendation of a hundred. You can give less, you can give more, give whatever you can. Office of Chief Rabbi.org, Slash Nahum, Office of Chief Rabbi.org, Slash Nahum. Again, it's on our page. If you go to dot com Slash Chesed, dot com Slash Chesed, our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. Are officially part of our Elul Chesed campaign, which uh, we are going to obviously continue to talk about until we get to Yantiv. Chaim Klimovitsky, anything else you'd like to add? Anything important for this audience to know?
10: I, I would like to I would like to thank everyone for their support, whether it's financial or whether it's just keeping us in mind in tefillas and in Rosh Hashanah, keeping in mind that there's thousands and thousands of Jews who are going through a very difficult time. And, and just giving them the support, uh, whether it's spiritual, whether it's physical, however they can. And we greatly, greatly appreciate the time and the standing and, and the love being sent our way.
0: Much appreciated. Thanks for your time. Our best to the chief rabbi. I know that uh, you and many others consider him a tremendous hero throughout all of this. And we're going to do our best to support everything that he's doing and everything that all your staff and volunteers are doing. Thank you, Chaim. I hope this is a great success. Thank you so much. Chaim Klimovitsky, Executive Director of the Office of the Chief Rabbi of the Ukraine. It's very simple. The Elul Chesed campaign at the Nahum Siegel Network has a lot of different components. Yesterday we spoke about renewal. We've spoken about other things already. The entire list that continues to build is on Nahum slash Chesed. Nahum slash Chesed. If you want to give straight to our Ukraine page, uh, it's very simple Office of Chief Rabbi.org slash Nahum Office of Chief Slash Nahum. More coming up. It is a Tuesday morning edition of JM in the AM Ata Koryako
2: Yodea Hako Ata Mevin Hako Ata Usel Bako Ata Rue Hako. I am Ya Israel ata ehad wa shimkha khumek amkha Israel ata nuti shimkha nota sole arba I'm a good at a medina,
15: Tiddy <tries> Dada, my yam, Tiddy Dada, my yam, I tiri it yam, Tiddy Dada, my yam, my yam, Tiddy yam, 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 I, 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 I ride a
0: Naftali Kemper song entitled Yahdav Nigun. Sandy Schwaley before that, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard and listeners sponsored digital radio, Around the World The Web and Single.com on the Single Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Hour number three on this Tuesday, and uh, today, or I should say now, we get to um, speak with one of our favorite guests. Rabbi Natan Slifkin is the um, founder of the Biblical Museum of Natural History. Those of you who have never seen it, I bet there are a lot of people in this audience who are traveling to Israel over the next few days. I bet there are a lot of people in this audience who are planning on spending time in the Yom Kippur Sukkot area of the calendar in Israel. Take our recommendation. You can actually take the entire Siegel family recommendation. Visit the Biblical Museum of Natural History, uh, which is in Beit Shemesh, Israel. You and your family will love it. That I could tell you. And I know we're speaking to a specific group this morning with this conversation, because we really are uh, speaking about a specific event that's going to be happening uh, in Israel before Sukkot. So this is really for people who are planning and being on being in the Holy Land. But I think everybody in this audience will find this conversation and information, fascinating. whereby Dr. Natan Slifkin is inviting everybody to the Biblical Feast 2023. It's the Feast of Kosher Curiosities. Happening pre-Sukkot on Thursday, September 28th in Israel. You can go to BiblicalFeast.org if you're planning on being in Israel. BiblicalFeast.org. And, uh, <laughs> And he's calling it the can't-miss event for kosher foodies. We know a lot of kosher foodies. I don't know if every kosher foodie would go for this menu, but we'll find out from uh, Rabbi Dr. Natan Slifkin what he thinks. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM.
9: Hi, it's great to be back on the show.
0: You're uh, anticipating, I would suspect, a very big Sukkot. I think last year was the first. Uh, in the post-COVID era, where people really started coming back to Israel, I'm sure you had major crowds at the museum, and I would assume that you're expecting that this time around it'll be very similar.
9: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sukkot uh, is the craziest, busiest season, even more than the summer. Uh, it's also the time, of course, though, when many uh, Anglos are, are in Israel, and therefore we try and put our legendary feast uh, at that time of year. So, well, uh, that's why we're doing it. Right, the, the day before Sukkot.
0: How many feasts have there been?
9: Uh, we've done a bunch, actually. We've done even some in New York, in L.A. Uh, the menu isn't always the same. The menu, We have a couple of different menus. We have one that's more focused on animals, on biblical animals. We have one focused more on aquatics. And this one is focused on uh, unusual things, unusual kosher creatures that are not internet. For <laughs> the most part, not internet.
0: And... And anyone who's never been to one of your feasts, every item that they will eat that night, there's no way they've had before. Would that be uh, that? Would that be a yeah. a general yeah. assessment? Pretty much, yeah.
9: And pretty much everything we serve. The idea here is to serve things that are kosher, but never normally available. So uh, you know, we research uh, to, to find find out what things are kosher, which things we can get, find them and throw for. And uh, we arranged
0: to get the creatures. We arranged the schita. Very, very complicated event. Yeah, I would would, imagine. Really unique. I would imagine. I would imagine it's complicated. Rabbi Slifkin, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just too curious not to ask. When I go to the Biblical Feast website, there is a chef. There's a photo of a chef holding a very large, what looks like a bone and unique type of meat. Would you happen to know what that is that he's holding? I certainly do. He is holding, uh, from our previous events, he is holding the
9: leg of an Asian water buffalo.
0: Wow. And and those familiar yeah. those familiar with kashrus would would be surprised that the water buffalo is kosher, or is it just scarce?
9: Uh, that, that one's pretty straight straightforward. It's just not something that's normally available. Uh, oh. Maybe some people, you know, I, I never know which people are surprised to learn, which people, what people are not surprised to learn. Um, so maybe people...
0: Uh, You know, but the the things we serve sometimes come as a surprise to people, and sometimes don't. So the biblical feast is not just about rarities in terms of what people might be uh, used to regarding kosher meat and kosher dishes. It's also, it's also uh, you know providing some uh, uh, delicious items that are much sought after, that are just hard to find in general, right? Correct.
9: That's also. I mean, one of our. Uh, although we we generally keep uh, the menu a secret until the event, but uh, I'll mention one thing that's on the menu, which is a uh, pheasant. So you know, in, in the Western world, pheasant under glass it was something right. that was such a delicacy that that phrase itself became a synonym for superb cuisine. Right. But even in in, in the uh, in, in the Gemara and the Midrash, when they speak about how the man could taste like, so the man in the desert could taste like the most delicious things you could imagine. So they give the example that man could
0: even taste like pheasant. Right. And again, the majority of people listening have never had pheasant, right? Right. That's correct. That's number (laughs) one. And do we know how good it is? In other words, if someone wants to come and be part of this feast before Sukkot, is it just an issue of they're going to taste unusual things they've never had before? Or will there be certain delicacies where they'll say, wow, I've had many different types of fowl and meat, but I've never tasted something this delicious?
9: Well, I actually, I can't comment. I personally, I'm from Manchester, England, so my palate is pretty bland. <laughs> so ironically, uh, I'm not the kind of guy who can comment on how food tastes. You know, our, our chef is a very famous chef, Moshe Basson. Uh He's very, he's very uh, famous internationally. So it's certainly an unusual taste, not necessarily something that everyone is used to. Uh, but certainly everything tastes uh, very unique.
0: And um, th- we we've spoken on the air, and certainly we've had this conversation in your museum. Uh, there are certain animals where uh, the shchita, the slaughtering, either could be complicated, or there might be some type of dispute, which might make people lean toward not, uh, you know, shechting them and eating them. Will there be anything in that category where just the halachic misora, just the halachic tradition that we have, may have prevented people until now from trying something? But under your supervision, Baruch Hashem, we're able to go ahead and indulge.
9: Yeah, well, as you can imagine, there's disputes about pretty much everything. You know, <laughs> it's funny actually, uh I, 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 when I flew easily in the airports, you know, Al do all these security checks, you know, to make sure you're Jewish and so on. So the Al security person asked me, uh what what's the name of the shul that I an at? I was thinking if they really want to be sure I'm Jewish, they should ask me what, what's the name of the shul that I don't in at <laughs> So, uh, you know, all these things, there's a good about all these things, but we present, you know, we present to the sides, uh, to our guests, we'll present in advance, you know, the uh, halachic case for each thing that we serve, and then we encourage, you know, participants to, uh, to ask their own silos, to ask, you know, to make their own inquiries and decide, uh, you know, which things, according to their halachic approach, they are okay with
0: eating. Uh, <laughs> I, I love your I love your suggested method of interrogation for Elal. That was quite clever. Rabbi Dr. Natan Slifkin is with us. We are strongly recommending that everybody, whether you're going now toward the end of the summer, whether you're going for Sukkot, make sure to take your family to the Biblical Museum of Natural History. It is extremely easy to find online, biblicalnaturalhistory.org, biblicalnaturalhistory.org. Rabbi Slifkin is inviting everyone to the Biblical Feast 2023. Three, the Feast of Kosher Curiosities. Literally, it's a can't-miss event for kosher foodies, as he puts it, pre-Sukkot on Thursday, September 28th. It's got its own website, biblicalfeast.org, biblicalfeast.org. Now, we've been concentrating, I mean, vaguely, we really haven't done too many specifics, but we've been concentrating in this conversation on fowl, uh, poultry, if you will, animals, etc. But I read on your website that there's going to be a special dessert uh, that's being served, that does that also fits into the feast of kosher curiosities. I mean, are there desserts uh, available at your feast that people, again, in this audience have never had?
9: Yeah, well, that will be our kosher locust. Kosher, you know, certain types of swarming grasshoppers, locusts are named in the Torah as kosher, and certain communities have retained the tradition as to which those types of locusts are. And there are certain uh, rabbinical authorities who say, you know, many people take the approach that if you're Ashkenazi Jew, then, you know, you you don't have a tradition, so you can't eat them. But many halakhic authorities say that it's not as though Ashkenazi Jews have a tradition against eating them. There just weren't any traditions that needed direction because there were no locusts in Ashkenaz. So according to those authorities, you know, Ashkenazim can participate in locusts. Now, the kosher type is not available uh, in the U.S. But uh, we raise them and we produce them uh, here at the museum. So after what's uh,
0: we up for dessert. Rabbi Slifkin, uh, even especially those of us without a British palate, uh, normally like to end our meals with a dessert that's on the sweet side uh, that leaves a very positive taste in one's mouth, if you will. Uh, can your locusts accomplish that goal? Well, we will be
9: dipping them in chocolate. We will be offering the option of having them uh, dipped in a chocolate fountain to, uh, to attain that aim. And there will also be a non-locust alternative for those who are lo- locust intolerant. So,
0: so you're not going for the locust sorbet, but you are going for some type of alternative. Right.
9: Uh, I'll you a funny story, by the way. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about sure. the, the complexities involved in, this event, in, in producing events like these. So, you know, the, the reason, you know, people might, people's eyebrows might shoot off their head when they see the price tag associated with this event. They are incredibly complicated and expensive to, uh, to produce. Um, I, I say a couple of years ago, when we were, we, the first time we served pheasants, so pheasants are birds that cost, you know, several hundred shekels each, and right. they're very difficult to, uh, to right type of pheasants, get them to acquire them. So we'd acquired a 6 man to acquire six pheasants. And then, do you remember in the museum, do you remember our koatis? Those are like the big, like, raccoon-like animals sure. in our wildlife farm. Yep, yep. So uh, we were holding our pheasants in an enclosure right next to the Koati enclosure, and this was in the old museum before we moved to our new place, and somehow the Koati reached its paws through the bars and gra- managed to grab just the heads of all six pheasants and decapitated them all, which was not a kosher shikhita. Uh, to, uh, so, uh, that, that, we have a
0: last-minute scramble to find more pheasants. Yeah, that's an understatement. And talk about museum emergencies—that's uh, uh, that certainly fits in that category. The the horror that you and your staff must have been going through. Although, frankly, you know, sometimes when I and guy read your stories, I think you've been through it all. Like, I don't know if anything could actually horrify you at this point when it comes to the animal kingdom. <laughs>
9: Well, yeah, certainly I've had some wild experiences, so (laughs) nothing comes as a complete surprise anymore.
0: By the way, and by the way, you mentioned something about the price a moment ago, and of course it's expensive. But number one, a lot of people are spending a lot of money to be in Israel for Sukkot, and they want unique experiences, and and go for it, folks. This one is one you'll remember forever. And the second thing I'll say is your museum is worth supporting. It's an incredible educational tool, an incredible incredible educational forum uh, for all ages, including my age, and of course, you know, kids out there. Uh, everybody out there who, who walks in gains a tremendous amount from the couple hours that they spend or more that they spend at the Biblical uh, Natural History Museum. So we continue to, um, or the Biblical Museum of Natural History, I should say. So we continue to recommend it highly uh, to everyone. Uh, two quick questions. First of all, any new animals? Have you, Im- have you imported anybody of, of note over the last couple of months? Uh, let's see. What's
9: new on exhibits. We have um, fiddle of craps which are astonishing crabs that have one giant claw, one small claw and one giant claw. They're very cool. Right. Uh, we're getting a delivery from the Israel Nature and Parks Authority of an anaconda and some other giant snakes that they confiscated from somebody who had them illegally. It's illegal in Israel to, for a private individual uh, without a license to, to keep you know, giant snakes that could be potentially uh, eat somebody. Right. So uh, the Nature Authority is, uh, comp- is confiscating them and the NVIDIA will have them and bringing them to the museum where hopefully they will not eat, eat anybody.
0: Amazing. And one of the most difficult challenges I have to imagine for a museum, especially when you're trying to attract people like me who are fascinated by what you're doing every few months to come and visit, is to actually update and, uh, and produce new exhibits. I did read uh, about a couple of new exhibits that are already uh, in the museum uh, over the last year. How are they going so far?
9: Yes, great. Well, we just opened our Art of the Ark exhibit. That's a, a diversion from us into the world of art, where we have over a hundred artistic models of Noah's Ark from all over the world, wow. which are absolutely beautiful and fascinating to see how all these different parts of the world, everyone has their own local take on the story. You know, we've got our Chinese Ark with Chinese animals and Chinese Noah, and <laughs> African arcs with African Noah, and so on. It's really fascinating.
0: Yeah, you showed me a preview of it, and it is fascinating. And everybody out there who uh, suspects that they've been to the museum already and therefore there's nothing new to see... Uh, it's just the opposite, folks. There's always new animals, always new exhibits, and you should check it out. Uh, go to BiblicalNaturalHistory.org for all the information. BiblicalNaturalHistory.org for all the information. For those of you who are in Israel for Sukkot, the can't-miss event for kosher foodies is called Biblical Feast 2023. It's happening on Thursday, September to 28th. It's a unique opportunity to have a great night and to support the museum that, again, uh, we continue to encourage people to do. Uh, it's it got its own Website where you could register, biblicalfeast.org. Biblicalfeast.org. If you're in Israel between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, take advantage. Rabbi Dr. Natan Slifkin, founder of the Biblical Museum of Natural History, I will take this opportunity to wish you a Shana Tovah. And I hope a lot of our listeners take advantage that you see them there on that Thursday night.
9: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And people who want to come to Sukkot, they should definitely book soon because it, it sells out. It will sell out totally right before Sukkot.
0: Good point. It's get a to- popular attraction. Yeah, it certainly is. Get to the website, everybody. Make your reservations now. If you're planning on being in Israel for Sukkot, the uh, Biblical Museum of Natural History is in Beit Shemesh. The website, biblicalnaturalhistory.org. More coming up. It's a Tuesday at JM and the AM.
4: Behind the door, he beheaded mahu, hoyo, mahu.
2: Let's see who. Here, else. Here, v'lay anani, v'lay anani. 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 Acharecha. Anani. No. His party, his party, yes, them. Then, no, you shall lie in Tim. As do you love. love. yes, my tongue you too my tongue the dointie, the 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 the
6: Can I offer you my place? I insist you take my turn right here online. A day that seemed like any other. He thinks a man without a
2: name.
6: But when he leaves, he will discover At the very place he stood is now in flames.
2: Oh, Hashem. Every step I take, you guide. Every day. I know you're standing by my side.
6: Oh, you open up my eyes. When I am lost and cannot see, it's all in your hands watching
2: me. Oh, I share. Every step I take, you guide. Every day. I know you're standing by my side. You open up my eyes
6: when I am lost and cannot see. It's all in your
2: hands wherever I am. You're watching me. Trying to do the best you could Lift up your eyes to the sky
6: Your life's in His hands Trust in Him, He will
7: reply
6: Guiding all your steps Always at your side you wow. I get sad when I see lonely people. And although the sun shines, they prefer to be blind. It's so sad when you see lonely people. The answer to a lonely prayer, anytime, anywhere, to change the direction of life. Together we can face the fight, help each other get it right. Believe and you'll always get by. So don't you
2: cry you find the answer there So don't be shy Give it a try Stand up and say a prayer There will be no more lonely people Never again Do the best
6: friend there will be no
2: more
0: jam in the a.m. with michael brusanski it's called you're watching me here on a jam in the a.m. Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us in this month of Elul. Don't forget our Elul Chesed campaign details are at com slash Chesed. The campaign is in memory of our dear friend Yankee Meyer, of a blessed memory, who um, is missed every single day and was, of course, the founder of Misaskim. Uh, again, uh, go to com slash chesed for all the information. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, NahumSiegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. If you don't receive our daily thread and or our um, weekly newsletter, then just write to Avrami, af at com. Again, that's A F at MalcolmSiegel.com, and he will take care of you in that regard. Avrami sent me today's schedule. Let me just take a quick look at what's going on. Coming up at uh, 9 o'clock, Israel at 75. Dr. David Hertzberg is now in the midst of his uh, series on the Yom Kippur War. You could hear all of it during Israel at 75, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time today, right after J.M. in the a.m. Tuesday Live Lunch will be conducted by Avrami, starting at 11 o'clock. Uh, Eastern Time. Avrami will be doing the live lunch from the Holy Land today. Uh, again, join him starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for all the action. Uh, before Mikhail Przansky, you heard Morty Weinstein, brand new with Anila Dodi. You heard 222, brand new from uh, Benny Friedman. Baharivna from Baruch Lavinia. We did the, uh couple of those songs earlier, but, uh, you know. They're pretty popular uh, recent selections, so uh, we did them twice this morning. After all, isn't it a 2-4 Tuesday, (laughs) as the radio expression goes? Um, Michal Azulay, he's next. It's JM in the AM.
7: Just
2: tell me I'm not able It's also going to help you to I'm a man, 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 I'm man, i am a man i am Every one is a particular one, you succeed one, and the truth is you'll get out of it, you'll see that there is a place even if it's not today, you'll get time Dying- I'm a man, 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 i am a man i i am Se sol sana ven a khohim kenra bano storm is threatening and closing in he tries to fight the current but his strength wears thin clutching his young son and daughter though he can barely swim but he's no match for the sea with its mighty waves struggling to breathe for his lives to save and hopelessly I don't... in no faith when a father hears his child and it cries so deep it activates his mercy with his strength unleashed when the night I don't ever know
0: in the A.M. Umi Baladecha brand new, done by Mordechai Shapiro. Before that, Eitan Cats with Father of Shalom Cats, together with Kishoshana, that incredible classic written by of Shalom Cats, Michael Azulai or Michal Azulai, I should say, with the uh, Siman here at J.M. in the A.M. Tomorrow, by the way, we're going to take a close look at the most recent video that's been released uh, regarding Uman. Many of you might be familiar with the fact that many people from around the world travel to a city called Uman for Rosh Hashanah. And we will discuss this whole topic and see uh, how it's being commemorated or celebrated via video tomorrow morning right here at JM&AM. Also, those of you who are NFL fans, those of you who are fans of the National Football League, Ari Mayrov, who has made quite a name for himself online... Uh, an Orthodox Jew in the uh, Twitter sphere of the National Football League. He's going to join us tomorrow morning in the eight o'clock hour here at JM and the AM. I, as you can imagine, are v- is very. I am very much. <laughs> <laughs> I, as you can imagine, am very much looking forward to that conversation. More coming up: Herzog Greenfeld, JM and the AM.
16: And then the so you Shall I Bakushu Bakushu I mean, I am it, I am it, I am it, I am it, sai My <gibberish> i
0: Achinabi Israel and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world the web at on the Nachomsigl Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday for us here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. A big thank you to our friends in the Ukraine. Uh let's keep them in mind. Go to Nachholmseagel.com/slash Chesed. Go to officeofchiefrabbi.org slash Nachum. Be generous before our Shoshana during our Elul Chesed campaign. Our thanks, Rabbi Slifkin, for joining us from the museum. That big feast is coming up before Sukkot. Check out the interview if you missed it earlier. Uh, There's an archive section of NachumSiegel.com and, of course, on the NSN app as well. Tomorrow, Ari Meirov, a young from NFL um, reporter, I guess we'd call him. We'll find out what that's all about tomorrow morning. Also tomorrow, um, the latest regarding Uman from a very interesting perspective. We'll do that tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Right? Dr. David Hertzberg is next with Israel at 75. Till tomorrow, Nachum single, reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.